Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today we have Squeaks. Squeaks. And uh, we're going to be going over the PS5 details we got. We got a lot of them, some of the changes coming. And then we're also going to be talking about the better Emmys. We ran polls throughout the last month, and you guys were very responsive, so we appreciate that. We're going to be going over the better Emmys. There were, like, they've done, like, technical stuff so far, so we've heard, like, you know, Mandalorian's doing really well. But uh, the other Emmys are actually taking place tonight. We're not going to see those. Just assume Mandalorian's doing really well. It did really well in ours, too, so <laughs> just going <laughs> to assume they win everything. Uh, before we get started, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I've actually just finished uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, snap. Um, because obviously it took me a little longer with the whole uh, um, sending in my Switch because it's broken and then the COVID thing hit. Right. So finally finished it. And now I jumped into Mario 3 All-Stars. Just picked that up. So I started on that. I started playing the, um, uh, Mario Sunshine. Okay. Uh, which I'm really excited about because I never played Sunshine or Galaxy back in the day. So I'm actually looking forward to, to playing both of them. Um, let's see, watching wise, what am I watching right now? Um, I just started watching uh, Pin 15, Pin 15, Pin 15 on Hulu. Pin 15 sounds like penis, if I'm not mistaken. No, oh shit, I wonder if that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that look on your face, <laughs> <laughs> it's got me thinking now. <laughs> yeah, right? Pin 15? The point. I think it now, might be the show. Did we just oh, blow God. your mind a little bit? Oh god, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, that's on Hulu. I think I'm, I could be getting the name wrong, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> Subconscious, isn't it? <laughs> we can know it's on your mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you, what are you playing watching? I, I, I'm honestly just sitting around waiting for, for Shadowlands, man. That's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Played some Avengers. I got Black Widow to cap. Uh, nice. just kind of hanging out, waiting, <laughs> uh, yeah. playing. What did I play? Oh, I played Lego Batman last night for Batman day on the stream. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I, saw I, was, that. I was really bad at it. So that's not great. It's like a kid's mm-hmm. game. I kept yeah, failing. I was going to say, how can you be bad at this? <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. And I'm watching Ratchet right now. Uh, it's new on Netflix and mm. visually very beautiful. Actually, visually, I think you'll like it because it's that 50s kind of look. Uh, oh, 50s do. and yeah, 60s. Yeah. Like and uh, yeah, just very beautiful. The music's wonderful. The plot's kind of a little bit of everywhere. It's it's kind of a mess, but it's fun mm. in that way. Like just random things like, let's kill this random guy. Okay, sure. It doesn't really make sense with the plot, but I, I am enjoying it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what is her objective, and her objectives change all the time. They don't always make sense, but yeah. It's and good this stuff. is a this is a series, not a movie, right? It's a series, and it's it's okay. like a prequel series to uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So oh okay yeah, yeah. we were gonna uh, click on that and we were gonna check that uh, the devil one with the um, that's Tom a good Holland. one too. Actually, I finished that as well. Yeah, I want to check that too, but we were kind of waiting uh, to watch it at night, and then we just got tired. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm almost at, at the end of Luigi's Mansion. I'm just gonna beat this. So. Yeah. More yeah, that important. one has Robert Pattinson in there. He kills yeah. it. He plays this like pastor. Really? And then it's got uh, Tom Holland, so Batman yeah. and Spider-Man. And it has Winter Soldier in there too. He's a sheriff. And oh, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's a really solid cast. That was, that's worth the watch. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. It's very Cohen-esque, Cohen Brothers-esque. So if you like Cohen Brothers, it's it's that. I would, if they okay. did, took out the narration, it would be exactly a Cohen Brothers movie. Oh, okay. All right, so... Uh, before we go any farther, let's do our Audible ad. Hey, everybody. We have one more week before we were talking about Sandman. Uh, how far have you gotten on Sandman so far? Oh, God, not far at all. <laughs> same. Oh, same, man. This week is going to be a lot of Sandman listening. So it's, it's not that it's bad, though. It's just no. I haven't really focused on listening to the audio right now. So busy. Well, for me, a lot of the, a lot of my listening time, we have so many people in the networks and stuff like that. We have, we're part of a new network, by the way. We're just joined up with a new network. We joined up with multiple networks, so sometimes we announce a new network. It's not like we left our old ones. 
It's just a new one so that we can kind of share ideas and get better and, and stuff like that. Um, it's all everything entertainment, I think it's called. Oh, shoot. <laughs> forgot the name, but oh, I think it's all everything entertainment. Um, and so I will write an article about some of the podcasts I really like over there. But yeah, anyway, so a lot of my listening time kind of goes to listening to other people's podcasts, giving them feedback and vice versa and stuff like that. So it's kind of takes up a lot of my time. But um, so you guys can go over to audibletrial.com backslash geek freaks. Listen to Sandman. Next week, we're going to be doing a uh, uh, book club for it. Uh, the couple days beforehand, we'll do a um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? We'll do like polls. Let's do polls. Yeah, we'll do polls on like what do you guys like and stuff like that. It'll be really cool. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. All right. So we're going to get into this PS5 reveals. And I mean, dude, I was so hyped for this. I got up early in the morning, got, you know, my big cup of coffee. We're ready to stream. Uh, what did you think of this overall? These big PS5 reveals? Okay. So all I saw were uh, the trailers. I wasn't really uh, watching the full uh uh presentation due to work uh and they came out with some bangers really uh for to show actual gameplay of uh, miles morales was mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful thing to see oh my god it's so oh my gosh vibrant and uh the way that he's i, I love the action that he's just swinging and jumping and crawling everywhere and then they yeah. show him kind of pretty much like slinging himself like quick quick slings pretty much i don't know whatever you call that term uh to he get seems it, faster. To doesn't things. he seem faster than spider-man you know what? I was when I was watching the gameplay, it did feel like it was more fast-paced than when I was playing the uh, original game. And I could be yeah. wrong. Maybe I just maybe I haven't remembered or whatnot. Uh, but I did get that same feeling. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, nice to see actual gameplay of that finally. Um, I think my biggest thing that I've seen that I went haywire for was the Harry Potter RPG game uh, announcement. Um, I did like how they came out also with the Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, so they, they did surprise me, uh, in certain, with certain game trailers, you know, uh, not expecting to see Harry Potter or Final Fantasy 16. Uh, so they came out with some bangers. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and that, that Harry Potter one, man, I was like, I don't, I don't really care for Harry. Like, I, I like the movies, but I'm not going to be reading the books. I'm yeah. not a nerd. And so, <laughs> um, but this one being set before, like all the movies and stuff like that, it's got me hooked. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited for that. And it's an RPG. Now that is actually coming to PC and Xbox from what I hear. There's a lot of those things like the, the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy will also be on Xbox. And yeah. uh, that's yeah. this is the first Final Fantasy I think I'm going to care about. It takes place like medieval times level. Mm-hmm. And when you got like seven, that kind of I'm not really sure the time frame of that. It's really kind of messy. Uh, but it looks really good. The PS5, though, we do have the release date. It'll be November 12th for most nations. Uh, and then it'll cost $4.99 for the one of the disc and then $3.99 for the digital version. Um, it's important to remember that this PS5, the digital version, has the same amount of power as the other one. So you're not going to be losing out if you go digital. Which one are you picking up? Uh, I've already pre-ordered the digital. I think uh, I'm not going to be... Uh, no offense to anyone, but I'm moving on to the future. Uh, I'm not going to be these people where they're scared to keep going, to stay in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm calling them out like, hey, the digital is the way to go. Um, I was uh, scared also to completely have no disc. My, <laughs> I texted you about it. My ass literally was started pre-ordering video games when with yeah. my digital version pre-ordered. And I'm like, oh shit, I can't even buy these games. So I had to cancel all my pre-orders because I'm just so, you know, it's like, man, it's going to be weird just picking up a console with no games with it, you know? It's yeah. Just, and you know that Sony Network's probably going to crash. Calling it right now. Oh, yeah. Day one, it'll crash. I can't even use my PlayStation. There you go. It'll be DDoS. So. I mean, why would it not be? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> people always going to be assholes, so it'll definitely happen. 
Yeah. Uh, we've, we have some people on Twitter with their, I'm going to get digital as well. The people, we have some people on Twitter, 62% of them said that they're getting the PS5 with the disc tray. Mm-hmm. All right, the games that were shown in the showcase, we have the Miles Morales game. We have uh, Five Nights at Freddy. We have a new one of those. That'll be cool. Hogwarts Legacy, Final Fantasy yeah. 16. We have some more gameplay of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That to me looked like those uh, that initial starting you know mission. They always have like those initial ones that are like super uh, cinematic and gorgeous, yeah. you know, a little above and beyond. That's what it looked like to me. Uh, we sure. got we got Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. Now I don't give a shit about Devil Cry Devil May Cry Five. I want a remake of the first two. What do you think? Okay, so you know Devil May Cry is one of my top three games ever, right. but I just don't give a shit about... I'm like, okay, cool. Why? Why? It was just so left field. Like, why are we getting a remastered Devil May Cry? You know? Like, I don't five know. Five is my thing. It's like, I, to me, I don't think five sold as well as number one and two. So, and yeah. I don't know. I think number one was just like a perfect game, so I don't know why they're not yeah. going with number one and remaking that. Or, re- or to reboot the entire franchise. Like, I don't know. This just feels like a mess to me. Yeah. We had Oddworld Soul Soul Storm, which is a return to the Oddworld game. And then we had this PlayStation Plus collection. Now, uh, when this was first announced, it was like, sweet, they're finally getting on the Game Pass thing. That's the smart move here. It is not that. They said that they will not make a subscription service where you get first-party games uh, based off your subscription. Uh, They said that they believe that that is unsustainable. They think Xbox is actually losing money on it, and it's not going to work out for them. So what this is, is it's going to give you access to the top games on PS4. I have that list now. Uh, I'll go yeah. over most of them real quick, and then you just tell me which ones you think are going to be the best bet to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy uh, 15, Fallout 4. Let's see, we got Days uh, Days Gone, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Uh, we're looking at Detroit Become Human, Infamous Second Son, Arkham Knight. Any of those big games, The Last of Us, probably The Last of Us is probably one of the best ones on there. Um, any of those games standing out to you as like a must-play? Uh, must play if you haven't already is God of War for sure. Yeah. Uh, Bloodborne is um, if you like that type of style of basically like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, um, because it is an exclusive uh, for PlayStation. So I feel like if you haven't played it now, why not? Because you're already paying paying for the subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, Days Gone, I haven't played that one myself. Uh, I do have it though on the PS4. It got with like a free code or something promotion. Uh, but so I'll probably check it out before the PS5 comes out. But playing other games, maybe this is a good opportunity to actually just play on the PS5, really, and see what if there's any, you know, enhancement to it. Um, yeah. Infamous, I feel like is just hey, here you go. It came out when PlayStation pretty much first was released, and uh, Insomniac, yeah, I'm saying it right, is working on Spider-Man. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't need to quench my thirst on Infamous, really. So. Uh, Resident Evil 7 would be nice, though, if you haven't played that already, because we have, which wasn't uh, forgotten, was Resident Evil 8, so um, if you need a little recap, or if you haven't played it yet, it'd be nice to play that right before Resident Evil 8 comes out. Yeah, for me, I'm looking forward to The Last of Us playing that over again, and then we have yeah. um, Ratchet & Clank is always a really fun pick-up and play, yeah. so there, there's quite a bit there. I just wish they would just straight up take, uh, take on the Game Pass model. Uh, it's perfect. It's Sea of Thieves is what got me into Sea of Thieves. I probably wouldn't have, like gone out and tried to get these without the game pass i definitely want to return to it if it wasn't for the game pass so i think i think they gotta i think they gotta give it a shot i know that they're saying it's unsustainable but i i've given i've bought and see thieves because the game pass was so good that uh that i had a chance to like play it until they fixed it and then i went ahead and like bought it because i felt like oh, i should own this game um i don't know it's one of those things where as a consumer of course we want to be able to get the subscription service it's better for us yeah you know what i'm really super curious on is if uh I we don't know. I'm, I'm assuming we don't know the number. So if PlayStation is accusing of Xbox, really, well, not accusing, but 
stating that if uh, they are losing money and it's not a good business uh, motto, I'm mm-hmm. curious if there's any tr- uh, truth to that, you know? Yeah, and of course, Xbox is not going to come out and say that, so we'll have yeah. to wait until until yeah. we have some more information on it. It's been it's been going strong, it seems like, though. They just got EA played again, and their EA play is not going to go anywhere where they're not yeah. going to make money. EA is very into making money, mm-hmm. so we'll just see. Uh, we had the pre-order disaster that followed after this, so uh, let me break down kind of the timeline of what had happened. So Sony stated during the event that pre-orders would start on the 18th. GameStop sold pre-orders based off of uh, the day before based off of predictions, which is something they kind of do normally. Uh, Sony sent out emails to the retailers saying they could sell early, so that night they were able to start selling. Everyone was sold out by the 18th, which was the originally published day of pre-orders. Uh, Amazon oversold pre-orders and have been emailing purchasers saying that their PS5 may not arrive by launch. And then um, Sony issues an apology and says that additional pre-orders will be available over the next few days. So when this guy, when this episode comes out, it'll be a Tuesday. Head to your guys' GameStop, call your GameStop, see if they have any additional pre-orders in, and go for it there. Shut that door so the dogs don't become loud. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of a mess. It's kind of this messed up thing where if you have if you say you're going to release something on the 18th, then release it on the 18th. Everybody had plans for that. People were at work and stuff like that. They might have like, hey, I'm going to come in an hour late so I can go buy GameStop or something like that. Unfortunately, you guys, you messed it up. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, and you got yours, luckily, but I don't know. To me, I'm just like, how could they remedy this? This doesn't feel like it's right at all. Yeah, no, I got mine, but it was such a disaster. I left work and rushed the nearest GameStop. Went to two different GameStops and they saying they're out, uh, out of pre-orders. Um, and I've expressed my feelings to you, but for a gaming company to be limited on pre-orders and run out is, is pretty, pretty pathetic to me when that's your specialty. So, and that's where I have to work. So I'm like rushing. It would have been so much better that you could have planning accordingly, like Xbox saying, Hey, on this date, we're going to release the pre-orders and you kind of plan your day out or your week or whatever to kind of make sure that you could get there at least to make a pre-order happen for yourself. Uh, so this is a disaster. Like I said, I'm happy to have one. I do appreciate that Sony is, tr- you know, apologize and says that there will be more pre-orders. Um, yeah, because not guaranteeing me a PS5 on release date when I pre-order it is pretty is pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next big thing that came out with this, you know, PlayStation Five announcement is some confirmation of seventy dollars games as the new price point for the next generation. Uh, we have let's see the confirmed games are Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, uh, Cold War, where uh, Destruction All Stars and the Demon Souls remake. They're all going to be seventy dollars. The Spider Man Miles Morales will be at forty nine ninety nine for the base game, but if you get the one that has regular Spider Man involved in it with the remaster, that one will also be seventy dollars. So this is definitely the new price point. Uh, are you pro or con on them going on the price point like this? Uh, con for consumer. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I get why they need to raise it up what okay that's fine whatever not a big deal to me um but this is definitely going to make me think more about buying game we're almost hitting a hundred dollars a video game which is yeah. uh, it's pretty intense I mean let's be real and uh, it's really going to make me think like okay these these uh, exclusives I'm I'm probably more willing to pay the seventy dollars for because of the quality of the game now like Miles Morales I'm probably going to pay seventy dollars for um. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, I'm probably going to pay $70 for. Call of Duty, I'm not going to pay $70 for. And Demon's Souls, I'm not going to pay $70 for. So it's really going to get me to think, like, okay, if this was a game that I was willing to pay $50, $60, whatever, yeah, $60 now, um, like Call of Duty, like, okay, maybe because I really love the campaigns. At this point, no, not at all. I'm not paying $70 for a Call of Duty game. 
So I'll wait for that thing to go on sale. Uh, so that, yeah, that's my feelings. It's really going to make me think twice before purchasing a video game. I think that might be something that people are already doing. Like, I know for myself, like, I'll, I'll yeah. buy, sure, the Avengers game. There's other games that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll wait, though. You know, I'll wait for it to go down 20 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever. So I think people are already mm-hmm. kind of doing that, and they, they see that now. Just because there's so many more games coming out in the, than there were in the past uh, that you're, yeah. you, you're satisfied with what you have. So on our website, we have a big article out, guys, that kind of totally breaks down the defense uh, of the $70, because I'm pro $70. Um, and so I have a big website. But what we'll do is I'll go over the fine points of like what I was thinking in it real briefly um, and, and why I think the $70 price point is needed for us to to have better uh, industry. So first off, the uh, $60 price that we have now for, for this generation is around for 15 years, started on the 360 and the PS3. Uh, with inflation from 2005, when those games were, were released, those systems were released, $60 would be $81 today. So we're actually still with the $70 under what inflation would be. Um, inflation is not everything, but it is important to to keep it note of. Uh, if you look at something like Halo as your benchmark, Halo 3 was released September 25th in 2007, and it made $30 million to make. cost $30 million to make. It was a huge deal when that happened uh, because it was like, oh, my God, this, how are they going to make their money back? It was uh, in today's money that's thirty-eight million. Now, if you compare that to what it costs to develop a game today, we have Halo Five that released in twenty fifteen, cost a hundred million dollars to make. Dude, Halo Infinite, a German news site called Xbox Dynasty, they're reporting that it's going to cost five hundred million for them to finish that game. Well, I mean, because they're outsourcing, outsourcing so many uh, different talents because they can't figure out how to <laughs> how to fix it. So, I mean, yeah, at this <laughs> point, they're trying to save the game, not necessarily finish. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So you see there that like the, and, and it's not like they're selling more copies. So Halo Three sold fourteen point five copies. That was the biggest one they had. Halo Two was nine point seven million. Uh, Halo Five was five million. So we're seeing that it's costing more to make the game, and yet they're not selling more games. It's not like they're selling you know a twenty five thirty million to make up for the difference. It's just still the same. So you have that, and then we have you know the companies are not going to lose money. They're still going to make money in this business. So they've been getting creative how to make up more money. So they've been doing the microtransactions. Uh, and through microtransactions, we've been getting, you know, good and bad examples, good examples like Sea of Thieves, where they're putting out free content all the time and then they'll put out like the pets, whatever. I just bought my dog. Did you get one of the dogs yet on Sea of Thieves? Oh, no, I didn't even realize they released already. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> I already got my dog. I was already shooting them out of a cannon during one of our streams. You can uh, shoot out of a cannon? Oh, you can shoot all the animals out of cannons. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, man. It's fun stuff. Oh my goodness gracious. It's like, let's shoot my parrot out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I don't know about the parrots. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't know, because they can already fly in a way, you know. That'd be funny. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, see if these does it right, right? But if you have, like, EA, a good example is the FIFA um, franchise, where you buy these packs, they're essentially loot boxes. With those, you could build a super team, and then that's literally becoming more powerful because you spent more money on the game, which is kind of bullshit when you're like, I bought the $60 game, I'm going to play some PvP. That guy who's been spending an extra 100 bucks on these random loot boxes is more powerful than me, but yet he's not better than me you know at the game skill wise it's not fair that he beats you in my opinion it's like if it if an overwatch skin for some reason gave you more damage you know that wouldn't be very very fair crazy so we have that so uh microtransactions are there to make up the difference if we were to increase the price of the game ideally i'm not saying that they'll be real quick on this especially ea ideally you wouldn't necessarily need as many microtransactions so like uh, uh, hey, uh, that Star Wars Fallen Order game was a good example of a game where they didn't use any uh, microtransactions. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, the last thing is is the fact that the consoles are actually being sold at a loss. So 
if you look at the price to make the Xbox Series S, it's from four hundred and sixty to five hundred and twenty dollars according to Forbes. Forbes, and that's before you like ship it and market it and everything like that. So really, they're actually selling it at a loss. They make up the difference in the games, but already that that margin's really tight. So if we can make it to where the price point of the game is where they're still getting profit, then they're not going to try to create this big price jump in the consoles. The last time they did that was the PS3. It went from two ninety nine on the PS2 to four ninety nine and five ninety nine, which is insane for the PS3. And uh, they had an eight million dollar re- uh, deficit to the Xbox, which sold for hundred dollars less than that. So kind of shows like they have this tight window where they got to sell a bunch. So if, if you're going to try to make up your difference in the console itself, you'll end up not selling as many consoles. You know, it's bad for the industry. Uh, so anyway, so th- I go into the full thing on this, guys. If you guys want to go into the full details on this, go to our website. It's it's a long article, but um, I, I honestly think the seventy dollars is the right right jump. And 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 if we're willing to talk about it more, of course, on Twitter and all that, so you guys can can hang out over there with us and and discuss it. We have some news from a Portuguese retailer that leaked some stuff on the website. We have Mass Effect Trilogy Remastered is coming this mm-hmm. October on Xbox One and PS4 for $60 and on the Switch for 50 bucks. Have you played Mass Effect? Uh, two and three. I have not played the first one. Okay. I hear the first one's really good. Yeah, yeah. I hear good things about it, yeah. I think I only played the first one. If I'm, I, I don't remember these games well is my problem. So I might yeah. pick this up just for that. Um, are you picking this up, the Remastered? No, I really have no interest in this, to be honest. Um, if this is, uh, is it like a full on rescale or is it just remastered? Kind of like I think okay, it's just a work. reskin. Yeah, it's not not yeah. a full remake. Yeah, yeah kind of like the Mafia first one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I just don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not huge on Mass Effect, and you're only giving me one through three. I know Armageddon didn't got a, like a lot of bad rap, but is Armageddon yeah. not included in this? You know, I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, they should, but yeah, it's not on the list. Yeah, yeah. So. Eh, no, what about you? Or, or no, you haven't I think much, so will this Like we were talking about in? before, I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because why would I buy a P- an Xbox One or PS4 game right now? There's, I'm not going to buy yeah, any of those right yeah, now. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'll wait for it to be on sale on the PS5. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, guys. We have some interesting job listings that hint to the idea that this is going to be going to mobile. So you play the Warzone on mobile, and, and Daniel should be real excited about that. Uh, <laughs> the latest job posting calls for an executive producer which uh, to feature new mobile FPS in the Call of Duty franchise. Uh, the, li- the listing reference, uh, refers to uh, Warzone often, and it says uh, they want you to improve upon the Warzone formula by proposing and producing mobile specific uh, specifics additions. Oh, I'm, s- I'm speaking English so well today, guys. And changes to feature... To features to ensure a best-in-class mobile experience that players will love. Harvest, adapt, and deliver the essential uh, features from Warzone consoles and PC into the uh, best mobile installation. So that's what it sounds like. Basically, they they want somebody to come in, take the Warzone that exists now, and make it work for mobile. Something we saw like on PUBG and stuff like that. Would you play? You're not playing Warzone much right now, right? No, not too much. No. Okay, and, but you do play Fortnite now. Have you played Fortnite on mobile? Yeah, I have, and um, eh, I, just, I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not good on a mobile. <laughs> I, I'm not either. Although I, I did get a chicken dinner on PUBG Mobile recently, and I was like, "Oh wow, look oh, at that! <laughs> That's not easy to do okay. normally." And I think okay. my my strategy, guys, if you guys want to know how to win those games, you hide in the grass until like there's only, like one other guy who's been out there fighting hard, and you just snipe <laughs> him. That's or shotgun. And, and you win, and you're like, "Oh, cool! How many kills did you get? One. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all. Oh, all yeah. you needed. <laughs> I am a I am a chicken shit when it comes to those games, but I, I win them. <laughs> So yeah, so Warzone's coming. 
Warzone to me seems like a little bit too fast paced for mobile. Personally, like when you when you watch people stream it and stuff like that, they're they're moving quick and they're you know they're real fast, quick uh, fires and stuff like that. So it seems like it's gonna be a little bit too much for more mobile. But it looks like it's on the horizon. It's definitely a cash cow. That seems to be a big money maker. If you look at like, I was just watching the info, looking at an infogram, and it's something like seventy percent of gamers, seventy five percent of gamers are are mobile gamers uh, in the U.S. Wow. So yeah, so it shows that that's where the money's at and that's where you get a lot of those microtransactions as the main source of income because it's not like PUBG mobile costs you anything it's in buying a little extras so warzone's coming guys and activision's gonna be getting their cash out of you so be careful with that microtransaction shop but hope you guys have fun we had the nintendo direct mini did you get a chance to watch this i did i did watch a little bit yes what are your thoughts on this one um, I thought, okay, so you got a bunch of, like, a uh, Monster Hunter, but then also, like, I was kind of shocked with the, um, the Empire of Sin. That looks good, right? yeah. That, that, that one looked kind of good, uh, but, you know, I mean, okay, you know, I wasn't too impressed with an, uh, this yeah. direct mini. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing, too. Sniper Elite 4 looks pretty good to me as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. big thing to me is, is the fact that Ori and the Blind, and the, I'm sorry, and the Will of the Wisp is coming to um switch okay. very good game that's actually my favorite side scroller uh but yeah we also had rune factory 5 we had balan wonderworld um yeah it was just, just okay the monster hunters is is kind of a big deal for a lot of people we had monster hunter rise and monster hunter stories 2 wings of ruin and you guys could watch the trailers for those on our site but have you played much monster hunter yourself yeah so i played the last monster hunter that was that came out for ps4 and xbox um mm-hmm. I find myself really getting into it when I multi- play with multiplayer. So I used to yeah. play co- with a couple people uh, I work with, and uh, that was a blast. That was fun. You pick your mission, you're going out, and you're slaying monsters together. But when you're by yourself, it's it's okay. You know, it's it's like you, the experience is definitely there with multiplayer. Yeah. Um, so I never really gotten much into Monster Hunter because of my experiences, whatever. I just need to find someone that wants to play together, I guess. Um, but it looks so cool to just slay these crazy ass monsters and make this armor and weapons. You're like, man, I, I want to play this so bad, but I just know I won't enjoy it as much. Yeah, as a single um, player, as, as others. So I, I watch the trailer. I'm like, fuck, maybe I'll try it again. You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then I look at Balan, Balan Wonderland, and I'm like, I mean, that's Nintendo written all over, right? It does. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, and I, I think that's something I'm more interested in instead of. Uh, Monster Hunter. And Balan seems like it's within the, the power of the Switch better, too. When you compare it to Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, which I'm like, how are you guys going to get that game onto a Switch? I know, th- yeah. so, that's something that came out last week. I don't know if we mentioned it, but um, Nintendo has been telling developers to start developing the games for 4K yeah. as well, so that means the pro's coming. Um, but yeah, Monster Hunter, that's a very powerful game, Monster Hunter World, anyways. To see what that can do, what, what they can do with Switch is going to be a little tricky. I know, like, Empire Sim... Looks like a fun game, but the graphics were definitely down. Sniper Elite as well felt like, okay, this is kind of a late 360, early Xbox One level graphics. Um, little rough, you know? And I'm just like, come on now, it's I'm buying a PS5 next. I'm excited for good graphics. And, yeah. you know, Nintendo kind of falls on the wayside of that. That's why they should, I, to me, they shouldn't bother with the games that are too realistic. They should just stick with their cartoony corner. It works well for them. Yeah, yeah, and it's a definitely difference because I played Mon- I played a Monster Hunter on the Wii U, and then mm-hmm. now when you jump into Monster Hunter that's on the PS4, you're like, holy shit! Like, you want that fine tuned graphics on your armor or on these uh, monsters that you're killing because they just, I mean, they look beautiful. Uh, so if you're kind of a little like, okay, I'm when I can rock a 1080 PS4, but I'm getting like, okay, maybe a 720. Um, 
you know, when you're playing the Switch, you're like, okay, that that's a difference. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next thing here. We have Fall Guys, Cheater Island. We haven't played Fall Guys in a bit, do we? need to play Fall Guys no, again. Yeah, we haven't. Got to buy those skins. They, they got me with the skins over there. <laughs> uh, so they had this creative solution with cheaters, and I really like the way this works. So they would send them to their own server called Cheater Island. The way it would work is if you're playing a game, and then all of a sudden they notice that you're cheating, you have like a program, whatever, that makes you warp around real fast, it would flag you. And then the next time you click the match bu- matchmaking button, it would put you in a different queue. And that queue would eventually, once there was 40 people, land you into a server that was full of cheaters. Now, uh, according to their internal description, they, they named it this way. They said, it's a magical place. <laughs> These guys, this company would be so much fun to work with. It's a magical place where cheaters could happily complete or compete against themselves uh, for cheaters crown. Literally just a normal crown, but tainted with a hollow feeling of guilt and regret. <laughs> it's just good, good folks. Uh, so that's if funny. there wasn't 40 people, which for a long time, that's how that's what the case was. You would just fall endlessly. You would never get to a server mm-hmm. last week. Uh, they ha- they finally had a match at 40 people and people were streaming it, of course, because cheaters, mm-hmm. they'd be streaming and uh, fall guys was all over it. They were loving it. They were actually publishing a lot of the videos themselves saying like this, yep, this is cheaters Island. And you would just be like, and go. And then just like warp. Everybody's warping around, freaking out. It's a lot of fun to see. You guys should look up the videos. Uh, we have them on the site as well, I think, but yeah, uh, this was such a creative way of doing this. What do you think about this way of cheating of cheaters being punished? I think it's well now, but but now you're getting so much publicity on it, and is, is it a bad thing now? You know, that's um, true. Yeah, now, all, now I almost like want to have are, a cheating thing so I could try that out that yeah, server. Yeah, it's almost yeah, exactly. That's what it is. So I feel like you're just putting highlight to it. Um, but I think it's funny and it's very cutesy, creative in a way. Um, yeah. I didn't even know you could cheat in the game. To be honest, I never seen anybody yeah. cheat there. Well, I think I never. It's seen like a, like cheat. kind of like having anybody. It's an outside program that's cheating for you. Okay, because okay. I'm like, uh, I know there's like shortcuts and stuff, but what do they consider cheating? So I never seen anybody like you're saying if they're warping around everywhere. Like, oh shit, that's crazy. Oh yeah, they warp right to the yeah. finish line. Yeah, Damn. there's one that's guy that was like, lost. he he, <laughs> except, he takes like one step and all of a sudden he just like everybody's warping out to the front of it. It's nuts. That's super funny. So unfortunately, they are retiring this system because the game got too big for them. So they're going to be using the uh, Epic's anti-cheat solution and uh, and, and go into that program. So really, the videos that we have now are the only videos we're going to get. So like you're saying, you're not going to – don't try to cheat to get into the server. It's going to be going away. Um, it, it did seem really fun to me, though. I definitely wanted to try it out. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to some comic book stuff. We have a charity auction to help the comic industry out. It's going to be two different auctions. Uh, they're going to be held by a new organization called Give Comics Hope Foundation – to raise money for all aspects of the industry from local shops to the publishers. Auctions will take place October 28th to November 11th. The 28th one will be items priced over $500, and the second one's going to be priced under $500. Uh, so, and, and people are donating. So we have Robert Kirkman who donated one of the original uh, cover arts for a Walking Dead uh, issue. Pretty awesome. This is really cool, man. I love this idea of this being a good way to help out the charity, help out the comic book industry. Uh, we're always talking about people need to go to their local comic book shop, pick up a couple comics. What are your thoughts on this? Are you going to try to bid on anything, maybe? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Man. I'm kind of interested in what they have. Maybe if they, you think they'll have like a special special issues, right? Because you have items priced at 500 so I'm super curious. I want to go on there for sure to see what yes. what it would be, what it, what it is that's being priced so high. Um, I really highly doubt that I'm going to pay $500 for an issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's a, so. the second, the second auction is things under $500. So you might be able to oh, spend okay, like, cool. 
<laughs> 75 bucks for a cover of some concept or like concept art for spawn or something like that hey uh, you can give me a todd mcfarland signed issue of a spawn then yeah i'll pay 70 bucks i might even pay 100 so there you go yeah definitely but I, I think this is awesome, though, to help out these small businesses, for sure, especially with the yeah. time that we're in um, and everything just being more convenient with digital. I mean, yeah. well, that's the problem, right? So, yeah, we, the reason that they started they decided to do the, the charities because of COVID really hit the entire industry hard. But also with the digital version becoming the norm, you don't need to go to the comic book shop for every issue of Flash or something like yeah. that. And you just go for the collector's yeah. items and stuff. So I, I'm guilty of that. And, and going digital does still help. The, we're going to talk about digital here in a bit. It does still help the industry, just not like the local shops and stuff like that. So this is a good way to kind of give back um, and, and fill up your cool shelves like uh, like the rest of us yeah. with cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we have some confirmation now that DC Universe is changing. All the original series are going to be moving over to HBO Max. Uh, that's including Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol, and Titans. Uh, and Harley Quinn just got renewed for season three. So you guys are going to get more Harley Quinn. Uh those shows are really good, right? Titans, I hear really good things about. Doom Patrol's freaking killing it. But to me, Harley Quinn, oh my God, I love that show so much. I, I've actually rewatched the seasons a couple times now, just on the side. Uh, do you think they're going to do better over at HBO Max where they get more appreciation? Uh, I believe so. Because what we're combining now is that uh, we're going to get two different types of people. We're going to get the HBO Max people and we're going to get the DC fans. So what that's going to do, I feel like it's going to bring in HBO people to maybe check out some DC stuff. We're going to bring DC to check out some HBO things. So I think this is a super win for what DC, Warner Brothers, HBO, whatever, whoever is all in this mix. Yeah. Um, because to be honest, I wasn't really, f I, I had DC Universe for a little bit now. Yeah. Um, well, when it first started. And it was kind of neat to watch Harley Quinn. And then I checked out Titans for a little while. It didn't last very long. Uh, but then now it's like, okay, HBO is my favorite streaming service out right now. It has, I'm always on HBO no matter what, uh, every single day. Um, so I think this is going to do well for both sides, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think these shows deserve more attention. I actually think Titans should move over to the CW myself, but, um, Doom Patrol does feel kind of like it's a good Netflix show. So I think HBO Max is a good place for it to kind of compete with the Umbrella Academy, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then, yeah, again, Harold Quinn, as long as it gets more attention. And I think it, we're, they're also getting the Green Lantern series over on HBO Max. So I think it's going to go well with that. So, uh, that's perfect. But if you have DC Universe, it's not going anywhere, guys. It's just changing to DC Universe Infinite. Uh, it's going to be just for the digital comics. It's going to really focus on that. Uh, this is a quote from their Warner Media press release. With access to more than 24,000 comic books at launch, DC Universe Infinite subscribers will also encounter digital first comics, exclusive access to DC fan events, as well as a steady stream of recently released comics six months after the physical copy versions hit the store shelves. Uh, following its initial launch, DC Universe Infinite will begin to expand globally in the summer of 2021. So they're shortening that window because like, oh, a new comic book comes out. They want you to go to the comic book shop. But they're shortening that window. Now it's only six months out. You can get into the new ones, which to me is fine because I'm so I got a pile of comics I'm trying to get through right now. So that's fine to me uh, to have that bit yeah. of a window on there. And then you're going to get some I'll... digital exclusives, too, which is really cool. That's how Batman Adventures was a digital exclusive for a while. Okay, so now with the six months out thing, now is this going to happen with, uh, say... If I wanted to go re like go all the way back 2016 rebirth of Wonder Woman, right? Mm -hmm. Are those going to be available right away? Because it's yes. obviously been a couple of years now. Okay, so that is going to be a whole backlog to the point where when it comes six months, you know, like every month now I'm going to kind of be like expecting something to roll in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not bad. I mean, the six months that I mean is not enough to face me to go out still to the comic book store. 
Um, yeah. But it is nice that they're doing something like that to help out these shops. If that's, I mean, the real reason. Who knows? Well, yeah, it is the real reason. Yeah, they do still want you okay. to go out to the shops. That's why there's a hold. Okay. There's a hold on on uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, sorry, Marvel Unlimited and Comicsology as well, which are the oh, okay. similar services. There, there okay. is a bit of a gap there. It's kind of like the theater system where movie comes Got out, it. goes to the theater first, and then out to the, uh, Got it. Got you know, it. Netflix. Okay. So that's pretty okay. good. Okay. Now, so, is yeah, the subscription going to be priced at the same? Same. Point? I bet it's going to go point? down. They haven't said the price. I have a feeling it'll go down. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, going down, uh, I mean, probably pretty smart, because now you're not offering any of the shows, but you offered, like, the comic books before when the shows were on there. Uh, and this might be another hit to comic book shops, if you think about it, really, because I'm paying yeah. cheaper, and I can read any comic book I want now. So, oh, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. for a good example, is Comicsology. I think I pay, like, five bucks or six bucks a month, when that's, no. what, two comics real quick, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. it's so cheap to have, when you think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, uh, we have Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors. He's going to be playing Kang the Conqueror. Now, you've been watching Lovecraft Country, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think of this guy's acting chops? Is he any good? I think he's a great actor, but this is the only thing I've seen him in. So to give him a role like this, I'm kind of like uh, a little hesitant. Yeah, he doesn't have a big filmography. Yeah, I mean, at least from what I've seen him, I've only seen him play one character. And I think he's great. Like, no, no lie, he's really good. Uh, but damn, if I've only seen him in Lovecraft Crunchy and then the next, the next thing he's doing is actually a Marvel movie, it, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, all right, well maybe, I mean, there, maybe there's, this guy's really promising or something. A Thanos, a Thanos, possibly Thanos level villain. Like he's just like big enough to span mm-hmm. more because they're going to bring him in on Ant-Man. Yeah. He's bigger than Ant-Man. I mean, mm-hmm. literally everybody is, but he's, you know, he's much more powerful. Uh, he's usually fighting the Avengers. So I think this might be the gateway to him actually getting some good movies. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, if this is going to be the next big villain, like the next Thanos, I mean, that, I mean that's what I want to see. I want to see a villain last longer than one, one movie, for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, get the whole universe uh, together to uh, defeat him. But I didn't think this would be the guy, though, so I'm a little like, mm. obviously, you know, I right. have hopes on, like, a Doctor Doom. We talked about that it's multiple same, times yeah, now. Same, so, yeah. so I was like, uh, if this is the guy, I'm, I'm really not on board to be yeah. for him to be the next uh, uh, king, to be the next... The next big guy. I agree villain. with you. He he's he's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but mm. it's kind of like again. I think I think yeah, that's what it is. I was just really hoping for Doctor Doom. Is my big yeah. thing. Uh, we we have some rumors. People have been speculating and stuff like that. There's been some like, oh, yeah, I heard from a guy stuff like that. That he's going to be introduced as a cause of the time travel that went down in Endgame. So while they're jumping around, possibly Loki or something like that, something happened when they were jumping around where they caused a ripple in time that created Kang the Conqueror. Which would be really cool because then there's this thing where it's like, well, we can't go back and fix that because, of course, there's Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to deal mm-hmm. with Kang. You know, you're kind of t- in between a rock and a tough, uh, a hard place. I would like that idea that there is uh, an effect. Yeah, that's kind of actually. Yeah. Next, we have uh, two Joker sequels in the works, guys. So this is off of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Uh, he's being reportedly paid $50 million to make these two movies. I mean, it's insane, right? I- I can't believe he's. Been, I think Robert Downey Jr. got like twenty, thirty for for being Iron Man per movie. So fifty thousand to be Joker, outstanding. Uh, according to sources from the Mirror, uh, Joaquin initially felt Joker was a standalone movie, but he's changed his tone, his tune now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you kind of know why, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, he says <laughs> he says he wants to play the character again, despite the controversies that came from the release of last uh, last year. It's still being negotiated, but the scripts are being written, and Joaquin is very engaged with it. Uh, so yeah, they're planning the the 
two movies over the next four years. Todd Phillips is coming back to direct it. So we have we have the whole team back for this. I'm excited for this, man. I love that first Joker movie so much. So this is great yeah. for me. Now, so they're going to make a two and a three now? Because with this Joker, yes. you're saying two Joker sequels. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That, that's crazy to even... I mean, do they even have uh, an idea of what's going to... I mean, obviously, number two, but number three, like, do they even have an idea of what, what we can do for number three? If they're uh, going to give them $50 million, they got an idea, man. <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. Something was pitched, and they're like, okay, sold. Yeah. But, uh... I I mean I'm super excited. I think what I mean I'm, I can't be the only one, but with the end of the first one, gosh, please. I mean obviously with same style and you know keep it how it is for sure. But the uprising of Joker, right? I mean yeah, when everybody was cheering him on at the end when he's on the car dancing uh, and escaping that missile he was in at the very end. I mean I got to see it, right? I got to see yeah. people wanting to follow this guy. You know? I want to see like the cult of Joker be created. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So expect that, guys, over the next four years. It should be pretty good. So we found out that CBS is bringing back their Sunday movie night. This is filling some of the holes left from COVID. A lot of shows are being delayed. Uh, so we have a return to this. I really like it. It reminds me back in the day when it was like, oh, Saturday night, let's see what's on, on ABC or on CBS. Uh, we have some big hits coming back. We have Old School, Clueless, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Scream, Star Trek Beyond, really good, Coming to America. Uh, this is going to start on October 4th and then playing over the next two months. I like this idea, just kind of one of those things where it's like we're all banding together to try to like fill in the holes left by this year. It's just another good example of that. Uh, and then what else we have? Oh, and then uh, CBS All Access is going to be changing the name to Paramount Plus. This is because, oh, yeah, fancy. the Viacom merger. So now they're going to be adding a ton of Paramount movies onto this because, you know, it's. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, and they're going to be bringing all the Viacom shows, which basically is like Nickelodeon and like there's a bunch of little stations and stuff like that they had. So. Paramount Plus, which is CBS All Access, is about to be one of the fullest libraries in streaming. It's already a good service. I really like it, but Damn. it's about to get crazy over there. Uh, but yeah, crazy. pretty awesome. You guys be checking that out. You should be subbed to CBS All Access as it is. It's really good. Yeah, you gonna, know what, man? With all these, I'm, I'm, t I'm in talks right now, uh, possibly uh, getting Peacock for all the English Premier League games. Yeah. And and it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm not to the point where I'm buying cable. Because then mm -hmm. I'll just buy cable. But then again, these streaming services give you exclusives. So it's like, oh my gosh, I can't watch Mandalorian just on regular TV, you know? Uh, these fuckers. <laughs> Basically, is what it is. <laughs> but this Paramount sounds dope, though. For the uh, God, there's so many great Paramount movies. That's crazy. You're going to say, yeah. like, every one of them is on there? I'm just thinking, like, even... Even uh, any... Okay, so one day, I don't know why. I was like, I want to check out some of these Transformer movies, right? And uh, which not a lot of people say that. So one day I was just in the urge for Transformers, but they're all scattered everywhere. You know, yeah. you got one on Hulu. OK, but you can't get two here or, or three is not nowhere to be seen. So it's kind of you. I mean, damn, this I think this one might be one to look at, too. This might be a contender next to HBO. My, my thing, guys, what I do and, and do you too as well is I see if there's something big I want, like Mandalorian, for example. That's what I'm going to care about Disney Plus. And so, you know, that's when you want to grab it. You want to grab uh, Netflix, when Stranger Things comes out, you know, like, well, Netflix is the one I have all the time. The same with Hulu, but these other ones I pick up when something good, good comes out, I get it for a while. Then I drop it because yeah, it can add up to a cable bill pretty quick, you know? Yeah. So it's a tough one. Peacock looks good and I'm going to grab it because of AP bio. It's just one of those things where it's like, fuck, all right, add it to the list, man. We have uh, we finally have our better Emmys. 
everybody voted. We appreciate that, guys, on Twitter. He had hundreds of votes. It's awesome. We're going to go over them, and uh, we're going to go over the categories, who was in the running, because a lot of these were, were sourced together on our Discord. So if you guys are on our Discord, which the link's in the description, you can sit there and chat with us as, as well. We'll go over the first one. This is Best Superhero Show. So we had four nominations of Watchmen, Season 1, The Boys, Season 1, Arrow, Season 6, and Harley Quinn, Season 1. Pretty good voting on this one. Which one did you personally vote for? I personally voted for The Boys. You did? Okay. Yes. Why did you vote for them? Um, <laughs> okay, one, because I thought it was something totally brand new, so it blew my mind for the fact that, like, holy shit, I mean, this is probably what superheroes would be like in real life, right? Yeah. Um, so that was my favorite thing, but I liked how we were like trying, we were like hating the superheroes. So we actually wanted to kill the superheroes along with this group, yeah. the boys. And that's why I really liked it. Cause it was something fresh, kind of brand new never even heard of before. Um, and that's why I voted for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if I voted for Harley Quinn or Watchmen, but both of them I really like a lot. <laughs> uh, I want to probably say I, I voted for Watchmen just because I really liked the story and, you know, I did the social thing, which is what the old Watchmen comics did. And so it, it kind of really brought back the feel of Watchmen and set up a, a cool future. Although it's supposed to be a one-off. That's not supposed to do a sequel ser- uh, series. They might, uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was a really good, complete story. So with uh, the fans voting, the winner is Watchmen Season 1 with 40.2% of the vote. The Boys was a close second, then followed by Harley Quinn, and Arrow got like nothing. So <laughs> show, show some love for the CW shows, guys. You know, I might have to check out Watchmen. I didn't. I didn't watch it. Uh, I watched one episode with you when we went to BlizzCon, yeah. um, and then just never really. I don't know. Hop back on it. Uh, so this will make me actually maybe make that push to watch it. But I'm the still, last three uh, episodes. The last three episodes are where where you're like, oh, this is really? worth it. There actually okay. there is one episode in particular where they go into more of what's his name, the Hangman or something like that. I forget his name. Uh-huh. Um, but he is amazing, and uh, they go into his backstory that like blew your mind. So, yeah, I remember you. T- I remember you telling me about that. That was a huge part. I think we, it was one of our uh, podcasts, like best. Uh, maybe we were fighting for like a top five or whatever. I think, I think you were we were explaining yeah. that to like, me. I think you're right. Yeah, when we do like the best of 2019. Yeah, but I still think it's bullshit that the boys didn't win that. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> very close second. <laughs> we have best visual effects. This goes into your special effects and how they film and stuff like that. There's a lot of good contenders here. This one again is all Discord. So we have Carnival Row, The Mandalorian. Stranger Things, and Westworld. I voted Westworld on this thing because while the story of Westworld is terrible now, I, I can't deny that they do a really good job of creating a world that looks realistic with, uh, you know, your moving robots and, and like just the flying hovercrafts. And it, it looks real to me. And they do a really good job. And then I watch, you know, when you watch something on HBO, there's always like that little bit afterwards is kind of behind the scenes. And I enjoyed seeing like, oh, that's how they did the drone that was shooting at her and stuff like that. It was really neat. Um, it was really good. Now, The Mandalorian was phenomenal because of the stagecraft that they brought in. But that was actually something that I thought was kind of carried over from The Witcher, personally. Or it could have been the other way around. But um, I just thought Westworld was really working hard on this. It really was between those two to me. Which one were you voting for? Uh, I did vote for Mandalorian. And I think it was because of stagecraft. And when you had those back uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, whatever, that that series that came behind the scenes of Mandalorian, whatever, Mm -hmm. to see that and then you go back and watch it again, you're like, man, everything looks real oh, uh, i just i think i because i voted for it because i love the process on how they filmed that show and stagecraft is uh, the future man <laughs> uh, uh it's crazy but it's it's so bizarre because some of the stuff that's like um i know i think i've said this before but like universal on the tram ride 
right? Yeah. So you go to the Kong one and you go to the Fast and Furious. That's literally what it is. So it's like, damn, like this stuff was out there and somebody's just kind of put their noggin together and be like, hey, what the hell? Why don't we do this? Because it literally yeah. feels like I'm in, I'm really with King Kong right now. Yeah. Um, so to see it like this and that's what personally I voted for. That's what. What's amazing about that too is the parallaxing effect because it's all, it's ran by Epic Games engine, right? It's run by the, the, the Unreal Engine. And so when the camera's facing a certain way, it sits there and does like a, a moving background to make that make sense. That is that is so smart. It's amazing. I guess watch the behind the scenes on that. I know we've mentioned it a hundred times, but we're mentioning it again. The winner for this one for best visual effects was The Mandalorian with 48.4%. Second was Stranger Things. And third was Westworld. Uh, so Mandalorian had a pretty good lead on that one. It, it won that one handedly. Let's look at best animated series. And this one was a tough one because all of these are amazing. So we had Harley Quinn versus Rick and Morty. It's a season four Rick and Morty, so it's that little... They've only got, like, whatever, six episodes out of that. Infinity Train and Star Wars Clone Wars. Really, really close one. And this is the final season of Clone Wars. Which one were you putting your money on? Uh, I did put my money on Harley Quinn. You did? Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did as well, but, I mean, just... It's one of those things where it's like, I, I could watch any of these at a drop of a hat. And the voting was very close in this as well. We actually had a winner of Harley Quinn with 29.3% of the vote... Rick and Morty had 26%, uh, Clone Wars had 27%, and then Infinity Train was at 17 So it was our closest one of all of them. Uh, a lot of fans of everything. That final season of Clone Wars, I mean, that was hard to not vote for that because it was like, well, it's wrapping yeah. up the series finally, and it brought up the Bad Batch. It, it, or the Bad Batch, yeah, Bad Batch, I think it is. Um, it was really good. Yeah, I think my thing, honestly, with Clone Wars, I didn't watch it yet because I never big, was big on Clone Wars. So I know oh, okay. you are like been pushing me to watch it forever. So I'm finally on season three now. But the Rick and Morty, I didn't go for Rick and Morty is because I didn't, when you watch it, okay, I'm watching it on Doll Swim, you get a couple episodes and then they did that pause, right? And yeah. then you got more episodes that came afterwards. And that's something I didn't really appreciate when Harley Quinn was like, hey, here you go. Yeah. yeah. And it was so, so out of nowhere. I think that's what pushed really me. really good. And it was kind yeah. of like out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Next we have best fantasy series. This was a hard one. We definitely had to go to the Discord for this one because I was like, wait, what other than The Witcher was there this year? Uh, mm -hmm. So we have The Witcher versus Kingdom. I freaking love Kingdom. That's that South Korean show. If you guys haven't seen that yet, it's super good. Carnival Row and The Magicians, also a show that I really like. Uh, I, I have a feeling I know which one you voted for on this one. Which yeah. one was it? The Witcher. The Witcher, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. I, I think I went The Witcher as well, but man, I really liked Kingdom, and they put a lot of effort into that show. They had like straight up built towns for some of those scenes. Like It's really great, but I mean, The Witcher was just so damn good. I, I, I'm not the type of person to go back and watch a series. I've only done that like maybe even less than a handful of times, but which was one that I had to go back and watch again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm due for another rewatch, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, we had The Witcher win it out. Very, very big gap. 62% yeah. of the vote. Second highest was Kingdom with 16% of the vote. I, I, I think I might have voted for Kingdom. I'm not sure on that one. Uh, we have Best Sci-Fi Series. So we had Picard, Stranger Things, the Mandalorian and Rick and Morty on this one. I think I voted for for Picard on this. It really just because it was it was a next generation bring back and a lot of the Star Trek. It, it really kind of just I needed that. You know, Discovery's amazing, but I want to see I want to see Jonathan Frakes. I want to see you know some of these original guys come back. Seven of Nine. Oh, she's amazing. So I want to <laughs> say I put my money on 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 Picard on this one. Where'd you go? Uh, I went with the um, uh, Stranger Things season three. Yeah, uh, by far my favorite season. Um, oh wow. And it made me, it made me remember why I liked Stranger Things so much. So I put season three, one, and two in my order of my favorites, uh, because two was such a kind of kind of a letdown. 
Yeah. Uh, so three, I really felt back like I love the little stuff, like how everyone had a different story, like group of characters to the point where, I mean, I love uh, uh what is it, Chips uh, Ahoy or whatever that ice cream parlor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What was it? Everything was, it? was so perfect to me. Yeah. I, I Scoops so, Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, like I freaking I don't know why just <laughs> cosplay for days. <laughs> I love just even that. Like, was, yeah, I don't know. Every, yeah, my, my they build a really neat things. world. <laughs> it's just yeah, they did. cool. They did. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, number one to me, the first season was the best. Second season was just such a letdown, and then the third season picked it right back up. I couldn't get yeah. enough of it. I think I watched it twice right away. So yeah. uh, really good. But the winner for this one was The Mandalorian. I think. See, I think in the regular is going to be doing this too. I think it's just going to win them, win them, win them. The Mandalorian, second place was Stranger Things, and the third was Picard, barely. So, um, yeah, it's a tough fight. We have Best Docu-Series. This one I thought was going to be a tricky one because, you know, we're always talking about, oh, did you watch, you know, um, The Last Dance and stuff like that. Like, there's so many good things. Of course, Tiger King. So we had Leaving Neverland, Surviving R. Kelly, Tiger King, and The Last Dance. I I think you voted for Last Dance. Am I right? Uh, I did not, actually, on this one. And, the, and I'll do it real quick because I felt like it jumped quite a bit in different era, like time frames. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. So we're talking about Dennis Rodman on the Bulls. Okay, now we went back to the Pistons. Like we're already, I thought we were already over the Pistons, so I didn't appreciate yeah. how like back and forth it was going. Which one did you vote on then? <sighs> Tiger King. Yeah, I know, <laughs> man. I couldn't help myself. It's so good. Yep. Did you see Sarah uh, or Carol Baskins on Dancing with the Stars now? Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, did you actually oh, did you watch, watch it? it? Yeah, no, I, I didn't watch it. it. You watched oh, it? Oh my god. It was so slow. I mean, uh, granted, she's you know in the older older she's age, like, yeah, but uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just dumb. And then it ended. I was like, hold on, that's it. And so yeah. I'm rooting for Nelly, obviously. On the Nelly, with the okay. Stars. Let me ask you: When you're watching Carol, did you watch the commercials too, or did you fast forward past them? No, but I heard about these commercials. Yeah, pretty Some crazy, bitch. right? <laughs> yeah. Want to break it down? Want to break down what the uh, what's going on? So I heard that the uh, the family came on and made a commercial during the time frame, basically saying like, "Hey, help us find our dad." Right? Yeah, blaming yeah, okay. Carol 100 percent on a commercial, paid commercial, yeah. and offering yeah. a prize money. I think a hundred thousand dollars for uh, information yeah. that leads to the to the finding of who killed their dad. They think it's Carol. Um, yeah, pretty pretty shady. They they, they got a commercial yeah, during Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, hey, props. Uh, shit. Yeah, dang. Was, but I was kind of between surviving R. Kelly, to be honest, and and Tiger King. Leaving uh, Netherlands, dude, is really good. It freaking really? it shook me, man. It was like, oh my god, I, I can never look at that or listen to that music the same way anymore. It just really kind of messed with me. Damn, yeah. really? Yeah, it, yeah, it's, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we already kind of uh, knew, but this one really is like, here's evidence, and it's like, oh shit, that's evidence, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. Because I was thinking of R. Kelly, and I was like, man, this is some fucked up shit. But then there's some dumbass yeah. parents out there, and then I was like, right after the show, I was like, R. Ke- or Alexa, put on some step in the name of love. that's messed up but uh, now you got me thinking like oh i really love uh (laughs) i know i don't want to not listen to michael jackson right what what is that on anyway what is that on i think Uh, it was hbo i just watched hbo was it i'm pretty sure it's hbo yeah i might check it out it's worth the watch it's just depressing um but tiger king's fun i mean it's depressing if you're a tiger fan okay so never mind these are all sad let's go on to the next (laughs) thing oh my gosh Uh, so I think we're going to do our better Oscars, our better Oscars we've done for a few years now. This is our first time to do better Emmys, but I think we're going to do better Oscars the same way where we have everybody vote for them. We appreciate yeah, you guys like headed to the socials to help out with that. That was a lot of fun. That's going to be it for this episode, guys. Head on over to our socials. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to try to fire up the Facebook. Uh, like I was saying before, we, we've kind of picked up this big steam in India. 
And for them, they're all about Facebook, apparently. So I'm like, okay, I guess we got to <laughs> get good at Facebook now. But if you guys want to come over to Twitter, we're, we're big fans of Twitter. So join us over there. And then, uh, and then of course, of course uh, come over to Discord and chit-chat with us as much as you want. So it's really great. But that's it. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys later. Right. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.